When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Auburn Express. What's up and War Eagle, good morning to the War Report family. Hope y'all are doing all right. It's your guy Ike Jones right here. The fans are asking, does Auburn have an issue stopping the run? A-Day didn't give us a lot of hope in that, but we're going to come in here and we're going to talk about it this morning. Y'all know how we do War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Now, now listening, listening to, to the War Report. War Report morning drop. We are here Tuesday morning, April the 11th. It's your guy Ike Jones in here with Mike G. Mike G, defensive line. Is there a problem with Auburn's defensive line, defensive front? Are we going to have issues stopping the run this season? What do you feel? I know it was A-Day. I know it was raining. I know blah, blah, blah. But if we're going to get hype about the offensive line, do should we have concerns about the defensive line? Is that fair? Uh, if you ask Jason Jones, yes. Absolutely. Now, um, you got to stop the run. I don't care how good the run game was on Saturday. Everybody knew they were going to run it. <laughs> right. The right. script changed. It was like, all right, like it's rainy, it's messy out here. Um, they're not going to put on a sloppy exhibition, and they wanted to keep the ball out of the air. So they kept it on the ground. Um, and talking to Jason Jones, did we post a clip, the short of him kind of no. talking? I took a short video of him just kind of talking about, um, you know, hey, man, uh, the run game kind of got off on y'all a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, yeah, unacceptable. Like, this is, we can't let that happen. Can't let it happen in the fall. SEC offenses are going to come at us the same way uh, from time to time, and and we need to stop the run. Uh, There's no excuse, no matter how good those backs are, for allowing what they allowed on Saturday. Right. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what improvements they make there. I have been open in saying that I feel like kind of the make or break of this defense will be the defensive line. Can they get pressure? Can they stop the run? Um, and remember, it's not just them. Now, now when we talk about stopping the run, you ain't just talking about the A line. You're talking about the linebackers, too. And we've talked right, about correct. them quite a bit, right? The linebacker is their job to protect the second level. So I, in a sunshine, pumpy kind of world, I, <laughs> I, maybe the O line is just that good, right? And the maybe. running backs are just that good. And the run game is going to be just that good, uh, right. especially with Robbie Ashford in there as a run threat. But it just looked to me like Sean Jackson had himself a day right, on this defense. And, uh, you know, one of the leaders on that defense, Jason Jones, says unacceptable. So I'm going to say yes for now until they show us something else. And unfortunately, we're left with that feeling until the fall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that's the unfortunate reality is you saw what you saw, right? Like it, it was definitely advantage offense when it comes to the rain and and trying to react to what's going on with the the offense. But to your point, 
you knew they were going to run the ball and you still couldn't stop it, right? Mm. So it was, you know, at, at some point in time, you have to say to yourself, all right, if you're going to throw the ball, just throw it. Like, I'm not going to worry about you uh, uh, completing a pass until I actually see you do it. Now, he, they, Robbie did bust him over the head deep, you know, to Devar, Tavares Dawson, right? But you, you just say, all right, cool. We'll live with that. If you can complete passes in this weather, go for it. But you're not going to run the ball anymore. And it didn't seem to be the case that we were able to stop it. So, you know, that's why it's so difficult to judge off these spring games because it's like, okay, is our offensive line just, like, are they they the truth this year? Or do we have some things to worry about when it comes to defense? Well, I keep thinking back to him telling us, Hugh Freeze, telling us that the offense dominated the scrimmage. Right. And we're like, oh, maybe the defense just had an off day. Yeah. But then they went out there and dominated the run game on a day. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see if they can make a- adjustments. Um, because here's what's going to happen, man. Uh, they're going to get into SEC play. And defenses are going to throw multiple backs at them, just like Auburn's offense did on Saturday. Right. Um, defenses are going to throw multiple looks. And they're possibly going to throw the ball a little bit more. But... We all know no matter what kind of offense you run, if you can gain four yards every run and you're in third and short every down, um, that's preferable, right? right? It gives you a lot of options, especially when you cross the 50, Mike, because more and more teams are going for it on fourth down, fourth and short, right? More and more teams are saying, hey, if it's borderline field goal range, we're going for it. Yeah, especially um, if you're, you know, your, your coach is 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 the uh, of the broke and and ugly variety, then you're definitely going to go, go for it fourth right. down more than not, so, even if you're not inside the fifty. Right. So my point to saying that is 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 that you're going to have to defend fourth and short in the run game a lot more in today's college football than you have had to in the past, and they need to get in there. I mean, think about some of the best, the most notable Auburn moments and wins over the years. There's been a fourth down stop or two in there. Right. And if you're going to win a championship, you got to ball up in the run game and you got to stop somebody. And in critical moments. And everybody knew it was coming. Everybody knew they was handing the ball off to TJ Yeldon in that moment. Right. The defensive line stepped up. They won the battle. They pushed the offensive line off the ball. And they got the stop and somebody made a play. I didn't see that on Saturday. Right. I can't, no one play stands out where they made a play in the run game that was like, oh, if they do that on Saturdays, we'll be okay. So it's this guy. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I've rewatched this game now two times, mostly trying to, to find offensive cutups. I haven't even begun my defensive analysis on this game. Um, but yeah, I really, there was only two times that I can remember in the total totality of the game where we got a stop in the backfield or for a very short gain in the run game. It just felt as if, the running backs offensive line could get what they wanted when they wanted. It was when we went to pass the ball, which again, I don't know if that's a a symptom of the weather or something else that they were able to get the stops. Um, And so it's going to be interesting to see how this defensive front progresses over the summer. And again, this is, this is why I, I, again, I love the idea of playing an actual scrimmage against some other team, right? Because you get the opportunity you don't have this question of is it our defensive line or is it our offensive line right, that's making this happen? Right, right. Now, yeah. I don't know how hard you go in the trenches in a scrimmage, right? Because again, they're going to the biggest. The first time somebody gets hurt, you know, 
the scrimmage detractors are going to come out in full force um, about injuries, even though injuries happen in the spring game all the time. Right. You you can have an inter-team scrimmage and injuries happen. Guys got injured during the spring and it wasn't scrimmages going on. Injuries happen in football. Like trying to avoid injuries in football means that you're not playing at full speed. Right. Because yeah. it's 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 inevitable. There's a bunch of between like 180 to 300 and something pound grown men mm-hmm. mashing their bodies into one another in the most non-sexual way possible. Pause. <laughs> but it happens repeatedly over and over again at full force. Mm-hmm. People are going to get injured. That's how, that's what happens, man. Like, it's just, it's it's inevitable. So, like, trying to say, well, I don't want somebody to get injured. They don't, if you think a defensive player on your team who wants to hit somebody is, like, going to take it easy on a guy because he's on the same, they don't, defenders don't like offensive players, point blank, period. Those offensive linemen want to push around defensive linemen. Those defensive linemen want to throw around offensive linemen. Linebackers want to hit somebody. DBs want to hit somebody. Mm. Wide receivers want to make people look silly. Running backs want to run over people. Does not matter. We're on the same team. Today, I'm running your ass over. Right. Right. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, uh, The scrimmage idea will start to pick up some steam, I think, um, you know, as we get closer to the fall. And, uh, you know, we've had a chance to ask coaches and get people on the record about whether they would be for it or not, right? Uh, Kind of taking an impromptu poll. And then uh, hopefully what we can do is after media days, we can put together, you know, a montage of where every coach stands on scrimmaging another team for the spring game. Um, Now, they don't have to scrimmage other SEC teams. Uh, Now, (laughs) let me tell you something. If they decided to do that, (laughs) <laughs> that would sell a hell of a lot of tickets in the spring. Yeah, it'd be, um, it'd be nuts. I mean, because listen, you can't play every SEC team during the season, so maybe you take one of the opponents that you wouldn't play and you scrimmage them. I think that that's probably more unlikely than playing yeah, right, some other right. school. But if it, if it were me, I would I would do is even think because it's a spring game, right? And you're scrimmaging somebody else. I would even think about a neutral site game. Mm-hmm. And I would go play in the uh, Mercedes-Benz Dome. Now, here's why I would do that. Number one, now your spring game is unaffected by weather. Okay. that Okay. I like that so far. Yeah. If you don't want any problems with your spring game, go play in a dome. And even if the weather's bad, people will brave the elements from the car to the, to the, through the parking lot to the stadium. Okay, and then they will sit in perfect seventy-two degree weather and watch a football game, and hustle back to the car if it's still raining. Uh, but you do you, you reduce the chance of what happened Saturday happening. Now I don't think everybody's going to be able to play a neutral site game in a dome. But if you're Auburn or Alabama and you're not doing your spring game on the same day, y'all could both use the Georgia Dome. I think the Georgia Dome would welcome it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I think any any place where they're going to get additional revenue coming through their stadium would would welcome the opportunity to have right. people traveling through their town and and you know whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of cities who would love to be able to host something like that. Uh but to your point, if you want it to not be impacted by weather, it would be preferable to have it in a dome scenario where now we don't have that excuse of well the weather. The right? weather. Like, no. 
all things were equitable. You got to play in a climate controlled environment mm-hmm. and you got to play against someone who is not your team so that you could do more stuff and 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 actually figure out what do we have against live bodies, not having our own guys go against our own guys. Auburn versus Troy in the Georgia Dome or Auburn versus UAB. Uh, number one, you've got a high concentration of graduates and people who watch the game that live in that area anyway. Um, so ticket sales should be good. Uh, number two, the travel is not too expensive. It's a day trip. It's a tank of gas for most people, you know, Atlanta and back, right? And then the tickets are still super cheap. Um, but you live in a, um, that's in a concentrated metro area. So you have people who will just come out and just watch, just watch, right? And if we're going with Hugh Freeze's uh, idea, this is, might be the only thing that maybe hinders them a little bit on donating ticket sales to charity, um, to benefit a charity. I don't know how the Georgia Zone would feel about that, but I just think they would be jerks to say no to it. <laughs> um, I mean, they would do a portion probably. They wouldn't do the totality of it. They should do the whole. They should do the whole thing. Like, they yeah, should, should and thing. would. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's a lot of money, so they'd have to figure out. I mean, this this is definitely another sponsor opportunity, right? If they could figure out how to get a sponsor on board and right. sponsor um, the whole situation, then they could take the ticket sales. And gangbusters. Like, at the end of the day, the TV money that would come in from ESPN filming these things and providing it and just, I mean... Maybe ESPN will actually film it in a noteworthy way this time. And they, it'll be actually something... Right. Worse. But you get to cover two spring games in one. Yeah. Right for every spring game that you were going to cover, you get to cover two and one, which is great. You know, if I'm ESPN, I'm all over it. I just think it's a great idea. And then when we're talking about this D line, which was the main topic today, we're doing a better evaluation of where they're at versus somebody like Cole Kublik came on. If you haven't seen this, and he was, he was talking about O line, but I think this applies to D line. He said the only way to get better is to practice against somebody who's trying to make you look bad every right. play. And ain't nobody gonna be trying to make you look worse than another team. Yeah, that's. It. I mean, that's it. So uh, this is why this idea needs to pick up some real steam. And you know what? It, it, it it's not one of the things where logistically it should take five years to figure out. If they wanted no. to do this next year, they they could. Yeah, it's just about and listen because you already have people who are on board with the idea. I think that it definitely can pick up steam, and we can figure out how to make this happen. Um, but we just gotta, you know, we I, I think the thing is there are some logistics as far as travel is concerned and where the money is gonna go. Those are the type of things that need to get figured out. But it's something that they need to try to do sooner than later if they're gonna make it happen. But to your point, the big thing for us is figuring out how to make sure that everybody who's involved has a good way to evaluate what they really have. Like, I don't know that you know what you really have in playing scrimmages amongst yourself. Like, you think you're getting better, but are you, right? Like, did our offensive line really get better? We don't actually know the answer to that right now because it's not as if they're playing this. If they were playing against the same defensive guys from last year, you could evaluate, did your offensive line improve? It's like, oh, we improved against the same, but it's not even the same thing. There's different guys along the defense. Did our defensive line get worse, right? You don't have Derek Hall. You don't have Colby Wooden up there. Wooden up there. Did we get worse? We don't actually know the answer to that. Drop!
War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. All right, we're going to jump in here, starting with James Barnett, who says, fellas, could it be that the defense didn't play full force based off of conditions? It just appeared that they played in slow motion at times. Uh, no. <laughs> listen, man, those guys did not, they, they, listen, the run game made them look silly in the, on the defensive line, and that's not what they were aiming for, right? They wanted to dominate, trust me, right? They played, they just got beat. No excuses. They got beat. Yeah, there, there's nobody who's out there at a day saying to themselves, "All right, we're just going to let you guys have it this time." They wanted to 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 do better than they did. Mm-hmm. Now, from a scheme standpoint, I will say this: we probably weren't scheming like we would normally against a team, and so that's going to be a contributing factor. But man on man, just going out there and seeing if you can beat somebody, they got beat. In a lot of occasions, right? And again, I it is an advantage to the offense because you know where you're going to go. Defense has to react a little bit more. And reaction in conditions like that are, is going to be more difficult. Uh, but yeah, no, they got beat and they got beat often. Um, so that's something that we have to shore up uh, because other teams in the rain aren't you're not going to go half speed in the, the normal game in the rain, right? You want guys that are going to go out there and make plays. Auburn Dad for Life says, I don't take too much out of the defense because he didn't show the scheme, but there could have been the offense, but either could often, neither could offense as well as what he meant to say. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, and again, that's what I was just saying. There is some scheme stuff that you're going to do where it's like you understand the kind of stuff that they want to do. So we're going to scheme a little differently, but you knew what they were going to do offensively here. However, we're talking about just man on man football, though. Right. Line up. Block, rush, tackle, win. So now, over there, they don't get a pass, man. They they got beat. Yeah, they got beat. And, and again, I, I guarantee you, if you talked to those young men, they don't feel good about the performance that yeah, they put out. Uh, this ain't had nothing to do with scheme. When you line up in a drill, and it's an O lineman versus a D lineman, they ain't got nothing to do with scheme, right? That's technique. That's effort, man. That is. Strength on strength. Win. Yeah, because it, it's fourth and two and you need to get a stop. That's not scheme. That's just lay man, man up and make a play. Win. Yeah, win your matchup. Right? And hopefully the guy next to you wins his matchup. And if enough guys on the line on either side do that, you win. <laughs> win, man. Come on. Man, we ain't giving no scheme pass. <laughs> it's <a> scheme. <laughs> It's a skiing pass. It sounds like it's uh, some sort of uh, <laughs> ride at uh, an amusement park or something like that. Ben Bloodworth jumps in. Why give Georgia the tax money? Do it at Birmingham's protective stadium. They ain't got no well, dome, man, Ben. It's, it, it's, to, to Mike's point, it's the dome. Now, here's, here's what I will say in regard to the whole conversation about moving it to some other place. Neutral site makes a ton of sense, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't want to necessarily give an advantage to somebody mm-hmm. in a spring game. But... There, there are going to be, and that's what I say, there are some other things that need to get 
ironed out in terms of their implications around the money, their implications around how you're going to staff and all those things that that are revenue generations for like Auburn sees an injection of revenue a day weekend because Mm -hmm. more people are there during a random Saturday in April than they are any other time in April. Like why are a bunch of people coming to Auburn during April other than a day? Basketball's done. I mean, you've got baseball, but baseball is not as big a sport, not going to have as many people flocking to town. So there are just some differences in how things are happening. So there are implications that need to be. Oh, listen, for baseball sure. spring training is a great example. Yes, they, it is. They scrimmage against other baseball teams and they do it in a different state. Mm-hmm. Guys, living in Phoenix for eight years, it was awesome because we had the Cubs, we had the Athletics, we had the Giants, we had the Diamondbacks. Um, uh, and there were like three other teams that had a spring training facilities in Phoenix. Number one was because of the weather. It's because of the weather. You don't have to worry in Phoenix in the springtime about weather ruining your spring training. Right. Not a single day of rain most years during spring training. That's amazing. And fans for 10 bucks can go out and watch a spring training game. Now, if you are a Giants fan, a little bit of a trek to come from San Francisco to Phoenix. But there's a high concentration of Giants fans already in the area. I, I just think, I think protecting, you only get one shot at this. In spring training, there's plenty of games. You only get one shot at this, man. So you got to protect it. From, to me, you have it's the same argument for why I don't like playing the Super Bowl in cold weather climates without a dome. You get one shot at the Super Bowl. There are no redos because it snowed. Right. You got to play a stupid game, the biggest game of the year in any sport in the snow. Come on, man. That one time they did it in New York, I was like, oh, God. Like, if I'm a fan and I paid $3,000 for a ticket and traveled, I don't want to sit in 45 degree weather and watch a football game. So the dome, the dome, we need a dome. I love Protect the Stadium. It's a beautiful stadium. The area around the stadium is beautiful. You know, the people who work it are beautiful. But, you know, it's 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 not a dome. It's not a dome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, the the weather factor is probably the biggest reason why the dome makes sense if you're going to do neutral site stuff. Mm-hmm. But but again, I I don't know how much Auburn, the city of Auburn, depends on a day for that boost of income. I don't mm. know. No. And now listen, if you're telling me people are going to show up like it's a real game, if you're telling me it's going to be 85,000 people inside Jordan here for this, man, there might be an argument for keeping it home. But then you have a home game and then the other person just has to come play an away game for their spring game. Right. I wouldn't be mad at it. This, so this, yeah, this, all right. All right. Yeah, I'll just say, if you try to get another school to agree to it, <laughs> I think I, but here's the thing. Cool the, we, they've introduced the concepts of these teams and they haven't seemed to feel like, well, that, but see, that's a part of the question. Is it a? It, do you want this to be a neutral site game, or would you? So maybe that's another question that we add on as a follow up when we're talking about this mm-hmm. and having this conversation. Is does it feel unfair if it's not a neutral site game? Thanks. Right? Do you want this to be a home game for the team that you're playing against? Would you want as Auburn? Would you want to go on the road to play at somebody else's home field for your spring game? Yeah. 
We put it, we put everything else in the Georgia Dome. I just don't know why we can't put this in the Georgia Dome, but whatever. Yeah, to Ben's <laughs> pro, um, point, he does. He's tired of seeing Georgia get all the money. Well, well, well listen, man. If it's if, if we're donating the money to charity, I mean, it well, might uh, Georgia the Georgia Dome and ticket sales, yes. But I'm saying like hotel rooms in Georgia, you're going to have money for that. You're going to have restaurants in Georgia. You're going to have entertain all oh, of those things man, as far as the economy know. around that are impacted by things like this. They absolutely are. That's yeah. why people lobby to have stuff if, in their cities, if, not because they like 80, having stadiums. If 85,000 people are going to show up, I 100% agree with you. But right. it doesn't have to be 85,000. It could be 20,000, right? If you're going to have people from both schools in this same p- place, 10,000 from this school and 20,000 people converging on a city is a lot of money. Yeah, I just think... Uh, well, I mean, and then okay, so and we got Bucky's in Auburn right now. Bucky's going crazy in Auburn. So. <laughs> I was talking to my sister about Bucky's. She was like, "Ooh, Bucky's!" I was like, "You know what? I don't, I don't know about this Bucky's thing." Uh, yeah, I just think you're gonna have to do. And if yes, it's correct. It's no, it's the Mercedes Benz Stadium. It's not jo- the Georgia Dome. But oh yes. uh, yeah, I kept saying the Georgia Dome. Listen, I mean, uh, if you're gonna do this, then you have to be willing to do a home and home at least. I think. Like, if we're going to ask Troy to come here, then you know what, damn it, we need to be willing to drive to Troy and give their city some of the revenue, too. So two spring year. games now, two spring scrimmages, a home-and-home situation yeah, yeah, every, every year? Right, or yeah. you're saying alternate the years that you do it? So alternate like you do, the years that you do it, right? So, okay. you know, if you're playing Troy, so you a then you're going to play contract. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to go and you're going to give them the revenue, too, man. I think that's the only way it's fair. Yeah. I think that's the only way it's fair. That's an interesting conversation for sure. Walker Show jumps in and says, do y'all think it would be better if Auburn got a more accurate QB or a more dynamic wide receiver in the portal? Um, I think we got receivers. Period. Um, we didn't see any of that on Saturday by design. Um, they didn't throw the ball. But Robbie Ashford, um, he gave you a glimpse of what he can do with his downfield passing. Now, I don't think that was in question. I, we've always known he can throw the deep ball. Uh, what you want to see is the receivers consistently make plays, uh, which the fans did not get a chance to see on Saturday. So um, you guys just got to remember, oh, I had to talk with somebody about this last night. The post-spring guys, especially at QB, to me just are not going to be gangbusters. If you chose to go through the spring at your current school, I can't think of a lot of reasons if you did well that you're leaving post spring. I just can't, except for that you lost the job and you're not going to play. So we already know it's going to have to be somebody outside the SEC if they do bring somebody in. And I want to me, there are just no potential names that are sexy enough for for, for Auburn to get excited about. You know, I think there's 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 a couple of things in regard to that. The, the, this is a conversation I was having recently as well. It's, and I think I said this yesterday, so I'll repeat it. The question isn't so much. So let me answer your question directly. Um, do you think it would be better if we got a more accurate QB, QB or a more dynamic receiver in the portal? It's always better to get better, right? Like, would we be better if somebody was better? Yes. Right. The question is, can you get better in the portal during this period? Though, correct. It's not. That's not a given, and I think people I, – I keep repeating this. The mythology of the portal hero in the second opening of the portal, that's rough. It's it, th- Those guys are – they are diamonds in the rough that you have to go and salvage from somewhere because what you're saying is the guy that left their school is really good, 
but only slightly worse than the guy who beat them out, or you're going from a school that misevaluated the crap out of somebody. Right, right. And you have to take a chance on a guy who likely hasn't played very many actual snaps in games. Or they're coming from a school that is that's they're loaded. Out. You're right. But right. but again, the right. guy that that's not going to win that battle likely hasn't played very many snaps. Correct. And so he talented, may, but he, hadn't played. Correct. Yeah. So he may be really good. Um, I mean, we've seen this happen at Alabama. We've seen it happen at Georgia, Ohio State. And you know, some of the uh I think um Texas is kind of going through it right now with they just recruited a lot of really high-profile guys. And somebody's going to be unhappy and say, I'm not waiting four years for my shot. I want to play now. And they're going to go someplace else. So Quinn Ewers in Texas may end up someplace else if Archie Banning ends up. Right. But Quinn Ewers has already transferred one time. He was an mm-hmm. Ohio State guy originally. So, he gonna so again, like a lot of names yeah. that people are throwing out there, I'm like, they don't, they can't play for us guys. Man. They can't. No. They just like, I, I, and I know that there are other names that are out there. Every one of those other names falls into the other category of that person hasn't played very many snaps. For at least this year, I think if you're trying to sell recruiting, it's better to develop the guys you have, right? So do y'all think it would be better if Auburn got a more accurate QB? Yes, but I don't think you have to go to the portal for that. Make one of the guys you have more accurate. Like, guys get better. Guys can get better. A quarterback can become more accurate. He can become smarter. He can he can improve his game. And I just think a lot of fans think that they've seen what they've seen from a lot of these guys. And I don't know why, man. Robbie has not played a lot of football. Holden yeah. has played almost no football. Right. Give these guys a shot. Give these guys a shot. Yeah, That's but again, saying. yes, we would be if we could go find those yeah. things. But question is, are they going to be available yeah. And do they want to come here? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. If you're telling me Joe Burrow's walking through that door, we're taking him. Right. Right? Now, but do I think there is a Joe Burrow out there that's coming in after the spring? Mm. I got my doubts. Maybe. Yeah, but... Right. Uh, again, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But again, I, I, I don't get paid to make that decision, but would we be better if we got better? Like, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Philip Coleman says, "I think our D line will be okay. Most spring uh, game, uh, most spring games teams don't go 100. They kind of uh, tone it down, especially in those conditions, to prevent injury. Yeah, I mean, but if the offensive line was going 60 percent and the defensive line was going 60 percent, their 60 percent whooped your 60 percent. That's still not a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we'll yeah, be okay. I, I'm, I'm not overreacting. I'm to not it. overreacting. I'm just saying. Yeah, but but it, but it wasn't good either. Yeah. So. There's no, I, 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 there's no way to spin this into good. Yeah. <laughs> it's now, just this. Now, I will tell you, I was impressed with all the running backs, though. I think our running back room good. is that dirty. And I think that the offensive line had nowhere to go but up. So some of the praise that they've gotten maybe is validated by the performance they have. Hugh Freeze talked about this. He said, when one side dominates the other, you are not left with a great feeling either way. Right, you're happy for your offense, but you're sad. It's like, is this how my defense is going to do? And the defense dominates. You're happy for your defense, but you're thinking, ooh, do we have problems on offense? Right. You know, I mean, in a, in a, in a perfect scenario, I think each side wins a little some of the time, and you have kind of maybe a mid-scoring game where your defense makes plays, your offense makes plays, but um, no, no one side completely embarrasses the other. 
Yeah, and the defense had some good moments. Let's not, you know, act as if they were just... But in the run game, it felt like they were getting dominated pretty consistently. And that's all we saw, really. Yeah. Right, and they limited the game to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Susan Scale said, did Donovan Kaufman play Saturday? Susan, I did not see Donovan Kaufman out there. Keontae Scott, I do not believe, played Saturday. Um, but, you know, there were some offensive guys that were being held out uh, as well. So I didn't. I don't recall either of those guys suiting up and playing on Saturday. Yeah, me neither. Kathy Ferguson, and this is a big thing here, Kathy. Uh, away a game wouldn't allow these young boys on the cusp to see how life at Auburn is on game day. This is actually a really good point. Yeah, but it will prepare them for game one better because more and more uh, uh, Auburn and other schools are playing neutral site games to kick off the season. Very common to play a neutral side game against a power five opponent. You know, the Chick-fil-A kickoff, you know, it would prepare them for that, right? Yeah, so, the, the only thing I would say, too, in, in regard to this is... Nothing Saturday you know, prepared big, them. <laughs> it's, it's a good recruiting weekend, though. Like, you, sure. what you hope is that you don't have a rainy day and you bring a bunch of recruits in and they're able to see the environment of what their home field would look like on a game day like atmosphere. Right. And you don't get to do that if you're going and playing a neutral site game somewhere else. That's the only other thing that I would say in regard to moving it away from Auburn. Yeah, yeah. You could still invite recruits. It yeah. would just take a little bit more coordination and you know, like you for know, sure. Right. Uh but uh yeah I again that is a great advantage to Auburn. What about the school you're playing? <laughs> Right? Are there recruits coming to Auburn and see, and to see what life is like in Troy? Like that's why I say you. I mean, to make this thing even, it'd have to be like a home and home deal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And again, I don't know how down anybody would be for that kind of thing. If with it being Troy, I think it's close enough to make it work. Right? If it were UAB, Troy, um, it, it makes it, it's it's close enough where all right, cool. We'll bring you in town for the weekend. You'll come Friday. You'll ride the team bus down with us. Type of like they can do a lot of things for recruits to make it feel like uh, you know that type of environment. But yeah, to your point, it it only really benefits the team who has the home advantage in that situation when we're talking about recruiting. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, um, I, I again, I'm not mad at any advantage that Auburn gets, but we will be back at you all on the next drop tomorrow morning. We appreciate you dropping in with us. As always, War Eagle, we're out of here. Peace.